Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, Hornets fans? It is I, Darian Thomas, the host of Believe in the Hornets podcast, a part of the Believe Network. And today, I'm going to talk about the NCAA tournament. I know it's here. I know that Hornets fans should be watching closely because of the fact that the Hornets are going to have a high draft pick among many draft picks in this upcoming NBA draft. So it was important that you know a lot of the key players. Now, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about players that I see that the Hornets could possibly get based on their projected range. I'm not going to pick anybody like, oh, the odds fall in our favor. These are guys where no matter where the Charlotte Hornets land, they should be able to get these guys in some regard. Um, So I'm nothing too outlandish here, but I'm going to be giving you a guide to day one of the NCAA tournament by giving you five prospects you should look out for. Some who are probably going to be top 10 and some who are going to be later in the second round because we know Mitch Kupchak loves his second round picks. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. So first person I want to talk about is Reese Beekman of Virginia. He is a guard. He's 6'3", 190 pounds. He is projected to go in the second round and his shooting splits are 40, 35 and 78. Now, I know he doesn't sound like he's the best prospect in the world. However, when I tell you what he's good at, I feel like most of you will jump on board. Now, for example, we have Dennis Smith Jr. He's been excellent on defense this year, but we're not the only team to have seen that. Now, could we get we could get the hometown discount. We really could. I mean, he is from North Carolina. He went to school in North Carolina. It's very possible we can get the North Carolina discount. However, some teams may just have that money discount where, you know, if hey, they're willing to pay more money, he's willing to go there. Because at this point, his I get it. His career has, you know, not gone the way he's wanted. So he obviously could be looking for the money. But I think we could use him in Charlotte. And But he is a good uh, person to pick as far as who Reese Beekman plays like, and that's exactly who Reese Beekman plays like. I think he's better offensively. However, what is best for Reese Beekman is his playmaking and his defense. He is short in stature. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is about the same size. However, the difference is Dennis Smith Jr. is 205 compared to Reese Beekman's 190. So we've seen this kind of build work in the NBA. So if Reese Beekman were to gain a little bit more weight, just become a little bit stronger, I think that he can play that Dennis Smith Jr. role if we were to lose Dennis Smith Jr. Now, Reese Beekman is a projected second round pick. So we know Mitch Kupchak loves the second round. I believe we have three second round picks. So it's very possible that Reese Beekman could be one of those. Overall, I think the Hornets have five picks. So there's no way to bring in five rookies. So there's going to be some trades. Reese Beekman would have to be in the early of the second round because he is a good player. I think his height is just slowing them down a little bit. He is a great offensive orchestrator. I think he runs the Virginia offense very well with, you know, the coach Tony Bennett there. And Tony Bennett loves his very cerebral point guard. And that's exactly what Reese uh, Reece Beekman is. Now, he can also, uh, he's a really good ISO player, so that's something to look at as well. Like I said, it's really just the height that's holding him back from being much further along in uh, the draft process. Now, when players, and I say now a lot, but anyway, when 
he is when it's time for him to work out, I can see him shooting up boards because he is a guy that can come in right away and compete because he brings the defensive intensity that a lot of people do not bring. And I can get him minutes just because of that. So I just wouldn't be surprised if he was drafted in the second round and he's someone that people talk about next year. He's just that kind of player. I wouldn't be surprised if people talk about him next year in summer league. He's one of those guys that just show up in summer league and then maybe not play that much during the NBA season, his rookie year, but we see two, three years down the line. I was like, oh, that's the guy that went off that one summer league, and now he's really good uh, as far as just, you know, being just able to compete at the NBA level. He's definitely one of those guys. Virginia players usually are at the end of the day. Next, we have Jalen Wilson, who's a forward from Kansas. Uh, you'll see him in the Kansas Howard matchup today. Uh, I really like Jalen Wilson. Um, he is, he's 6'8", 215 pounds. He's a late first, early second, mostly early second. But some people have put him late first because there are a lot of things he can do at his height, his weight. And he's just the leader of that Kansas team. I don't care where you are. If you are at a blue blood program and you're the obvious leader, you're going to get draft talk, if that makes any sense. You you just are, no matter what, your height, weight, because people buy into that. Teams really buy into that whole thing of he led this team to victory. He led his team to be successful. And that's what Jalen Wilson is. He plays like he's been there before, which, I mean, he has. They won the championship last year. But it's just the way he leads this team is just something that you you look for, especially if you're the Charlotte Hornets, especially because you're, you're tired of drafting the Kai Joneses of the world. Instead, get you a guy like Jalen Wilson, who is very seasoned. Uh, he's, a, he's a great rebounder. He shows signs of developing as a shot a shooter. His shot looks good. It just doesn't go in like you think it would. But However, as long as his shot looks good, we feel like that he can grow into a better shooter. He also moves off ball, which is very important because – Our best off-ball player to me right now is probably Terry Rozier. Let me know if I'm wrong. And Terry Rozier just can't do it all. So I think Jalen Wilson will be a good, you know, additive to that. He's another guy that can uh, move without the ball. He can also handle the ball at his size, which is good to see. And it's not too slow. Now, he's not some super athletic person. Uh, He's not going to kill you on a first step. It's just he's able to handle the ball. He's able to get to his spots, and he's able to get to the basket, which is something else we need because he's not afraid to use his size to, you know, take advantage of smaller defenders or just make his way to the basket. And that's, like I said, something we need desperately. Now, he still needs to improve his ball handling. It's just good that he can handle, but he definitely has ways to go in with his ball handling. Um, he also needs to improve defensively because he does struggle on the perimeter with quicker players. However, at that size, I just really couldn't give it up. And he's a guy that works hard. So I'm not really too concerned with him not being able to learn how to play defense in the NBA. Um, it, I mean, really, if anything for him, it's just going to be athletically. I don't you can't teach athleticness. You can't. You just can't do it. And so therefore, I will. He just, he just needs to be able to know where to put himself on defense. And I think he can do that. Now, if he never is able to do that, then I think it could get rough for him if he doesn't develop a shot or just improve on defense. However, I feel like he can do both, and we'll see. But he's just been that type of player. Gets better and better every year. Um, despite an ankle injury, I believe he had two years ago, was it? Uh, he, he just 
and he missed that whole season, but he still is coming back strong. I mean, I feel like you never really get over an ankle injury, to be honest, and that's kind of one of the things that scared me about LaMelo Ball, but besides the fact he's still showing that he can play at a high level, so definitely look out for Jalen Wilson today in the Kansas versus Howard matchup. All right, so how are y'all feeling going along? Because at this point, we are at number three on my list. Like I said, these are guys that I just feel like the Hornets could get in some way, shape, or form. And it's not really about fit. It's just more so, this is more about tournament-based, obviously, but you got to relate it to the Charlotte Hornets in some way, or else it wouldn't be fun to talk about. Um, so next, we have Noah Clowning. And the reason I could, and he plays for Alabama, I easily could have picked Brandon Miller, but we all know Brandon Miller. We all know Brandon Miller is probably going to go top three in some way, shape, or form. Whether that is at two or at three, we know he's going to be top three. So I didn't really want to put Brandon Miller just because I'm trying to stay away from completely obvious players, but some, as you'll see later in the list, you cannot ignore. But anyway, you can see Noah Clowney in the number one Alabama versus number 16 Texas A&M Corpus Christi. You're going to see CC. That is not community college. I've seen so many people say that and it's just funny to me, but no, it's not community college. It stands for Corpus Christi. Anyway, Noah Conley is a 6'10 forward. Uh, He weighs 210. He's probably going to be a late first. He's basically just a dunker. I mean, he shows that he can stretch the floor a little bit, but it's not reliable. But he's a guy that can run the floor, and he's about he's a guy that can rebound. He can block shots. He can defend the paint. Uh, I think really to really elevate his game, he just needs to be able to learn to shoot. He isn't that bad of a corner shooter. I don't actually have the numbers on it, but just watching, he's not horrific in the corner. I've seen him make some big shots in the corner. In fact, I think he made some big shots against Houston, who's a really good defensive team who has a lot of players that can guard guys like him. So for him being a Effective in the corner that game specifically, I think that's a good sign. And, I mean, really, another year wouldn't hurt him, so I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back where he could. I think if he goes, if he has better production than he did this year, and Alabama's still pretty good, I really truly believe that he could be a top fifteen pick next year. But this year he'll probably be like late twenty, like around that twenty eight pick for the Charlotte Hornets that belongs to the Denver Nuggets right now. Well, it belongs to us, but it's Denver's pick. So I think that really he, if he plays, like I said, better uh, going into next year, Alabama's still good. He could really soar up the board. I, I don't really know the money difference, but if the money's an incentive of him as well, I think he could just sit, um, like I said, just wait until next year. But, I, I mean, he's good enough to come out this year. He's young. Uh, I, I mean, he's athletic. He has, he has obvious skills. It's just a matter of he's not as polished as you quite want him to be. However, picking at 28, that's kind of what you're going for at that point anyway. just depends on the team. So, I don't know because the, Shorn- the Charlotte Hornets already have Nick Riches, who is going to be a free agent this year, but then also Kai Jones, uh, P.J. Washington. So, you got guys like that. So, you got to think about if – that is really the route they'll take. I have no idea, but we'll see. Next up, uh, kind of same position, completely different player. We got Chris Murray. Um, you'll see him today in the number eight Iowa versus number nine Auburn. I, I love Chris Murray. I've mentioned it time and time again. I think he's a great fit for the Charlotte Hornets. He's he's a he, he can hold his own on defense, but really his offensive game is just amazing. He's a guy I think you could rely on. If I'm not saying he's going to be the starter right away, but he's a guy. 
you bring off the bench and you don't have to worry about if you're going to get points. Now, you would have to, based on the backup point guard position uh, for the Charlotte Hornets, you do wonder if uh, Dennis Smith Jr. or maybe even this case, we're talking about Reese Beekman earlier, if those guys can kind of run the offense to get this guy open. But he can also create his own shots. I mean, he's just an efficient shooter all around. He's, he's a pretty good rebounder. Great, I wouldn't say great defender, but he holds his own on defense. He's just not as quick as you want him to be. But it's not like people get past him. He knows how to use his wingspan to kind of contain guys a little bit. I, I just really like Chris Murray's game. I mean, his shooting splits are 48, 34, and 74. I know those that three-pointer percentage can go up, but I promise you he's a much better shooter. When you see him shoot, you think he's going to go in every time. So... Being able to score in the paint, in the mid-range at the three-point, I think that that is going to just be something that the Charlotte Hornets really need. We don't have too many like just super reliable shooters. Um, Gordon Hayward, surprisingly, is one, but even him, I mean, some games he does a lot. Some games he doesn't do much. Chris Murray, maybe the same way if you're going to base off his brother, his twin brother, actually, Keegan Murray for the Sacramento Kings, where sometimes Keegan Murray just has this offensive great offensive performance and in other games he's just out there defending and rebounding to be able to switch it up like that I think is a talent in itself Charlotte Hornets could definitely use that um, we lack rebounding at times uh, we saw that we recently got rebounded out rebounded by 20 against the Utah Jazz it's just other guys not boxing out I wouldn't even really blame the center position with guys like Chris Murray you're going to be able to get those boards I think he's a better rebounder probably than PJ PJ can rebound but it's just just not his strength Chris Murray I think is a much better rebounder but he also defends like PJ. And uh, while PJ is probably better on the perimeter, Chris Murray is more of a guy that uh, he can really just contain you. I don't think he's going to lock you up, but he is pretty good at containing you. And like I said, uh, I think he can. He's a little more equipped to buy uh, to battle down low to get the boards, and he has a high motor, so that always helps in the end as well. Have um, anything? I mean, he really one thing about him is that he's kind of a risk taker on defense but the whole Charlotte Hornets team is a risk taker on defense but at least he plays defense and I mean I mean you can't get mad at that this is a guy where maybe a trade would happen where the Charlotte Hornets trade 28 and maybe a second rounder to move up this is the guy they will be looking for I mean I don't know how the draft is going to go but he's uh late lottery early 20s so it's very possible the Charlotte Hornets could could get Chris Murray and I would be really happy with that based on his ability to just be a natural scorer for the team and last but not least, this is a guy where if Charlotte Hornets fall, I think right now at worst we could pick his eight, and at highest we could pick his obviously one. Eight is not good, but there are a lot of good prospects at eight still, and Jairus Walker is one of them. You can see him today in the Houston versus Northern Kentucky game. He's 6'8", 240. He's easily projected top 10. I think on everybody's board, I don't see him. Jairus Walker being anything lower than 10 or maybe maybe 12 at the lowest. And shooting splits are 47, 34, and 61. So obviously you want to get that free throw percentage up. And his points, mind you, on a very veteran uh, Houston Cougars team. Great team, by the way. but he, And he's a big part of that. But I just don't want to say his stats and then y'all think he's not a, he doesn't make an impact. Watch one Houston game and you'll see the impact that Jairus Walker has. But he, has, he averaged 11 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, 1 steal. So he's able to, you know, create turnovers on defense. He's a big body, athletic forward, extremely athletic. He can run the floor and almost, I mean, I really would say I'm comfortable with him defending all positions. I know that 
a lot of people say that, and it's like they either really struggle with the point guard or really struggle with the center when you say defend all positions. But Jairus Walker is one of the guys who I feel like really can defend all positions. It's obviously, it's going to take some tightening up. It's going to take you know some coaching. It's going to take just him learning how to be a better defender, how to position himself, get his stance a little lower. But overall, I mean, he has all the tools. He's shown that he can do it. He has the motor to do it. I mean, it's really just ticky-tack things that can help take him to the next level as a defender. He's also a really good rebounder, which we talked about earlier with Chris Murray. I mean, Jairus Walker, I think he doesn't average the rebounds that Chris Murray averages. But, I mean, it's only like one off. But I'm extremely satisfied with what I see from Jairus Walker as far as being able to rebound. Also, on offense, he can create shots for himself, which is something that we don't see a lot on his team. I know that you see the Terry Rozier um you know, but it's like inefficient at times. Kelly Oubre doesn't really necessarily create shots for himself. He moves pretty well without the ball and then kind of just shoots in defenders' faces. But Jairus Walker can really get himself open. Now, he doesn't have the extremely quick first step, but he does know how to get to his spots. He does, like I said, is able to use his body to get to the basket. He is just a very, very good player, and I can see why people are having him top 10. It was it was pretty evident, you know, <laughs> at the beginning of the season, just the, with his ability to score. I just didn't think he was that good, you know, but he, he's shown that he can do it at a consistent level. So definitely look out for Jairus Walker. I think his stats would have been – super inflated if this team wasn't so good and wasn't so veteran heavy and you know veterans in this case is juniors seniors things like that but um really he does he does need to improve his shooting on all levels he does struggle to shoot a little bit like I said the 34 percent isn't really quite where you wanted to be from the three-point line and then the 61 percent for free throws is definitely not where you wanted to be however skill set film wise you could tell that it's there. It, he just needs to practice on it. And like I said, you, you're not going to get much chances with this team as far as what they're doing. Like I said, very veteran heavy. You have Marcus Sasser there, who's also a, a great point guard. Jamal Sheet, who's one of the best defenders probably in college basketball on the perimeter. You just have a lot of talented guys there. And so it's not going to be easy for him to show that he can run the show. However, that's one thing. Another thing I like about him is that he's able to come in this team very veteran team start or be the sixth man if they switch it up a little bit sometimes this season and not because Jairus Walker's playing bad it's just matchup based that's why Houston is so good that's why their coach is so good I can't remember his name right now but really good coach he knows what he's doing Jairus Walker came into this team and just fit like a glove and was able to impact the game and if they need him to score he can score they need him to defend he can defend they need him to rebound guard the center he can do all of it so Jairus Walker is just a per- one of the perfect High, he's probably one of the highest potential plug and play guys. There's a lot of plug and play guys in this draft, in my opinion. He probably has the highest potential out of all the strictly plug and play, and that's excluding like Scoot and Victor because they're talented. However, I know I mean a big reason why Brandon Miller now is seen as the number two pick is because he's more of a fit than Scoot Henderson to most teams. So, out of all the real plug and play guys, after those two top guys. Maybe top, we'll say top three guys. I think Jared Walker probably has the highest potential out of guys who really can make an impact right away in all facets of the game. But anyway, that does it for this episode. I know I felt like I was really long winded there. But I mean, solo guy on a solo podcast. I mean, it's but it's fun to talk draft. That's like one of my favorite things. It's, it's actually been probably my favorite thing for a very long time. Is the NBA draft, college basketball. Grew up on it. I've been watching it since I was a kid. So 
I I really like this draft class. I really like a lot of the players I named today. And there's so many more. Like, I, for Kansas, I could have said Grady Dick, but I felt like so many people were familiar with Grady Dick already. And like I said, for Alabama, I could have said uh, Brandon Miller. Houston, I could have said Marcus Sasser. But once again, I already mentioned that, uh, well, one, Marcus Sasser really wouldn't be that much of a fit for this team. But two, it's just I obviously Jairus Walker is someone that I think the Hornets should probably get. And then I didn't even mention any of the Arkansas players, but I feel like they're talked to everybody talks about the Arkansas players if that makes sense makes any sense. Really good players, just everybody talks about them. And I and I I'm a big Arkansas guy. I love a lot of those guys on those team on that team, but just kinda trying to stay out of the obvious. Arizona has a couple of guys that I like. Uh who else is playing today? Illinois has Terrence Shannon Jr. That's another guy to mention. Cole, Coleman Hawkins is another good, uh, a, a pretty good forward, able to score, a little underrated as a passer. I think, like I said, Illinois, good team as well. Texas, Texas with Dylan Mitchell. I know a lot of people had him like top 10 in the beginning of the year, but he doesn't look to score offensively. However, his defensive game and potentials through the roof. And then you have Duke who – has a lot of good players as well. Um, Kyle Filipowski, um, and then uh, there's a couple other players. Derek Whitehead, just ty- uh, just a lot of guys over there. And then Tennessee has Julian Phillips, also a really good wing um, that can kind of do a little bit of everything. So it's filled with talent. I just obviously this uh, this episode would have been an hour long. Uh, let me know if maybe maybe that's something that I should do. Uh, you know, next year, because I'm not going to do it this year. An hour long podcast, and I'm just a new host. That's not going to work. But anyway, uh, yeah, that that does it for this podcast. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to like or subscribe to wherever you hear this on any podcasting platform. It's really going to help out the podcast. It helps me. It helps the Believe Network. So believe in me when I say that you should go ahead and subscribe, like, comment, do all the things because I'm going to continue to bring you Hornets draft stuff just because of the fact that I love the draft. Charlotte Hornets, that's the only thing we're looking for, but obviously I'm bringing Charlotte Hornets things as well. I may do a double upload and upload this same thing type of video, uh, or not video, but same type of podcast format tomorrow. So be looking forward to that. And I might do it every day at a tournament. We'll see. But anyway, that does it. Thank you so much for watching. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.